0: Not seen racism in ah. San Luis Obispo.
1: So perhaps maybe but that's what the, all this happened. Per, there, has, there
0: was not any trouble on our streets.
1: God, that's not true. Ah.
2: I will not be aware of racism
0: the way my black they, brothers they, and sisters they, will be, they, the way my Hispanic they, brothers yeah. and sisters yeah. Yeah. will be. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it is very important to listen. Right. Exactly.
3: The chief is very much committed to addressing any issues of racial inequality.
0: I believe very much in peaceful protest.
4: This place is mainly full of rich retired white people.
0: I support filing charges against people who block off our highways. It's really important for our highways to be safe.
4: Yeah, I don't think the uh, police department around here. I do really do anything like that. As far as I'm concerned, when you start condemning me for being racist simply because of my complexion and not knowing anything about my background, that's frankly pretty disgusting, I don't like that.
1: Anderson from William House. Today is August 25th, 2020, and I'm here in a very gloomy, applaudy San Luis Obispo. We're here because we're here a second time to cover the rally and the press conference for Tiana Rana. It will be at the courthouse here in San Luis Obispo, and we will find out uh, from the people on the ground as well as the protesters for Tiana And maybe we may get some that are against Tiana, and find out what is the really the tensions here in San Luis Obispo. I want to make sure I could also add an extra element to it. Jacob Blake here from Wisconsin was shot and and recently found out that he's paralyzed seven times by the police. So this is in the wings of this uh, and in the element and the environment of this. San Luis Obispo, has sent a message out to protesters here to stay in their place, to protest in the way that they've considered them to be protesting, as well as holding people accountable that are young, that are protesting against injustice. They just want you to shut up, but they're using every method if they possibly can to make an example out of Tiana Arada. So what do we do? Do we allow these criminal acts to continue? Do we act? that we allow respectability politics to continue to thrive? In order for a protest to be heard, it has to make people uncomfortable. It has to get your attention. And based on the environment here, that's going to be very difficult to do. This is Theodore Henderson from the Weedian House. I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. We are here at the city of San Luis Obispo. We are here to reinvestigate and find out the further status about Tiana Arada. Today, she holds a press conference at 10 o'clock. A rally will ensue to support her as well as to dramatize the rights for her and to remove the eight felonies and the other misdemeanors that they have tacked on Tiana Arada. The second thing is this is a veiled message from people that want the people of color here to keep staying in their place or protest according to their expectations. They're setting the standards. They do not want uh, people to speak out against injustice here because they don't want to hear it in the first place. San Luis Obispo is a very wealthy white area where the people of color have to watch their step in order to be considered a threat by the San Luis Obispo Police. This is becoming much more clear by having a conversation with one of the white gentrifiers here that came up and had a conversation with me and tried to tone police me and tried to tone police the movement about Tiana Arada. They're blaming her for some fictitious harm about somebody that got harmed, which didn't happen. This is Theo Henderson from Weedon House, more to follow.
3: 4th of july
1: here in america uh, I, i'm with we in the house i have, we have a few questions what is this to keep our highway safe what's going on here
0: well what i'm concerned about because i i believe very much in peaceful protest but i'm concerned that when um the highways were blocked off by protesters um that the, that's illegal for a good reason and so I support filing charges against people who block off our highways, because it's really important for our highways to
3: be safe.
1: But the person that they filed it with was not even there. She was gone. So she Michael, was there. No.
3: there, there there's pictures. pictures. There, there. There's, there's, there. there's pictures and video of, of her on Apple, the highway standing in the median. She was standing in the
0: median. And she was telling there was a car that had a pregnant woman in them, And she said, sorry, and they wouldn't let them through. She was delivering her baby on the highway oh, she great. was part of that you need to watch the whole video i did watch the video. which
1: is what uh interesting how we could see the see it differently but uh so my question is what if you guys are doing to create correct or eradicate the racism things that goes on here in san luis obispo uh-huh
0: we have not seen racism in ah. san luis Obispo. so
1: perhaps maybe but that's before what the, all this
0: happened per, there has there was not any trouble on our street
1: that's not true because many of people of color have i've interviewed have said that there has been some issues and that you guys maybe have been bit resisted or dismissive of their issues so the question really again remains is what do you guys are going to do maybe they won't have to be on the highways if you guys would take the time and listen so, so one, thing, one thing
3: that if I could speak to that. okay, Because I I've grew up here on the Central Coast. Mm-hmm. I've lived in Los Angeles, I've lived in San Francisco. Um, one of the things that really impresses me about SLOW PD is the Chief is very much committed to addressing any issues of racial inequality, whether it's perceived or actual. <laughs> and, you know, if we look at um, Los Angeles uh, PD as an example, of what they did after the Rodney Keene riots of 1992, they cleaned up that department. There were issues in the department. Um, no one, no one will argue that. And they've really addressed a lot of those issues. And I still, and so all of us here support our law enforcement. I can speak for myself that we support our chief who is addressing those issues and listening to members of the community.
1: Yes, that's that's an excellent point you said, listening to the community. It seems like that only select people that are listening to this person of the community, but the people of color have a different conversation that seems like it's deliberately overlooked. Because from what I hear from you guys, racism doesn't exist here. But yes, the people of color have been trying to get your attention and maybe it's possible just possible so that so, so have that you problem. talked to
3: the chief i've
1: talked yeah, to the right. people of color they're that are experiencing like a, the racial yeah. issue so have they, have
3: they the talked to the chief out. because from what i hear what she's saying is that she has an open door po- policy with organizations like the naacp like the jewish community like My the, is the, the community latinx community in general.
1: The chief is not representative of everybody. The chief is not the person necessarily doing the racial incident. The issue is, once again, is the people of color are saying that there's a racial problem, and here are a pe- bunch of people who keep saying that it doesn't e- exist yet. So, what, so is, the problem? Problem? what is, is the racial problem? What is the racial
3: problem? We oh, just could
1: said I, you? it. You yes. it.
0: Can I address that? Okay. I'm actually wearing a hat that says make racism wrong again right. because I'm very concerned about it. Okay. Mm. And you bring up a good point that since as a white person, I will not be aware of racism the way my black brothers and sisters will be, the way my Hispanic brothers and sisters will be. So I think it is very important to listen. And one of the things that concerns me, why I believe in peaceful protest, is that the message can be obscured when there's breaking the law, when people's lives are put in danger. Because I've been around long enough and I've engaged in peaceful protest I've engaged in civil disobedience. And right. so I fully support
1: that. Let me ask you a question then. If that's the case, that you guys are fully committed to, it, why would they need to do that if, if they keep hearing the same thing that there is no racial problem here, And people of color keep saying that there is and trying to get your attention, and no one wants to hear them? But then as soon as they go and make a protest, a dramatic protest on the freeway, everyone is up in arms. Maybe it would not have been that way if they would have been listening to in the first place. That's what I see. Seems to me it's a lot of blame going around, but it seems like it always seems to be the person of color who has to bring it bring it up. to people who refuse to hear them in the first place. That's what I, that's what my investigation is recovering. And right now, even here, you know, I haven't seen anyone say, you know what, we have we need to shut up sometimes and listen to people that have had it happen to. Us. What I hear is we need to follow the law. They keep our highways safe. The hell with them, We don't have racism here. It's just a bunch of trouble out to agitate the, uh, the community right. I'm that's that's what it looks like to me but maybe maybe that racism the doesn't exist here maybe it's like Walt
4: Disney oh, yeah. okay. but Pollyanna uh, exists no. so Make America great again. We've we've got individual cases of racism, of course. You've got
5: racism is a sign. Of,
4: racism is a sign of stupidity. You've got to be stupid to be a racist. I can't say it any other way. You have uh, the occasional white racist out there. You have the occasional racist of every ethnic group. Stupid people who prejudge others based on the color of their skin. Now you've got the other concept that's been sold out there in the meantime, and I think it's a fraudulent concept of systemic racism, which has boiled down to people actually saying all whites are racist, and no person of color can be racist because of, it's all about power. And that is, as far as I'm concerned, when you start condemning me for being racist simply because of my complexion, and not knowing anything about my background, that's frankly pretty disgusting. I don't like that. Now, it, I'm involved in pastor Robles and the culture task force. We set up there because I'm on the school board up there and we know that there are individual instances of racism and we want to combat that in our school district and elsewhere in the community. It's now being more shifted over to the city government that they're going to be
1: called again because now Before, when I first came up here, there was no such thing as racism. Now I'm hearing that there are individual cases of racism. That's the point, that's the point what they're trying to get you guys to understand and maybe it would not have been to that point where they would have to get out in the in the first place but well, that, they're, 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 not they're not I don't think they're
4: protesting that they're protesting what they call systemic racism which as I say is a, as far as I'm concerned and I have studied the issue quite extensively it's a fraudulent scheme set up that's developed through academia since about 1950 or 1970 and it's this way of just bog blush. Blasting the entire society as being a racist society, and therefore we have to tear it down. There's a lot in America I want to preserve. It's a great country, and where we do run into individuals who are racist. Then, you know they should they should be uh, pushed pushed in their corner and and taught differently. But you don't see you don't see racism in emplo- employment here, discrimination, employment. Hmm. Any employer would be a fool to do that. He gets sued immediately. There's been
1: cases that have been shown that there has been discrimination against people. Then they, of color. Get, then they
4: get sued. Right? Or they so or, no but,
1: but you keep but saying that there's no racism that exists. It does exist, and it started this country started out from a racist standpoint, and if we can't get around that. Well, of because course, of the uh, indigenous people that we are on, this is of a course not. Path. But
4: you apply the morals of today to the society because in the world were, 250 years ago. It it's very, you know, that, that's a, that's so called hindsight bias. Mm-hmm. You know, you get hindsight, hindsight. It's a term from accounting. Also, uh-huh. uh, you looking looking back at the situation then from the situation that it is uh, uh, from the morals of today. At the time, when our founding fathers were active, they were terribly enlightened. At that time, slavery was worldwide. And Jim Crow, my parents it was lived through Jim Crow. My parents lived through Jim yeah. Crow. My parents lived through sure. segregation. Sure. Sure. So the,
1: the idea, when you say that white privilege doesn't exist, that was a systematic a system
4: that approached. Sure. And, and I, I, in, a, I remember so the early 1960s. I'm, I'm, I'm an old guy. I grew up so <laughs> the that, and, uh, in the 60s and the 50s. And I remember the situation, and I remember sitting in front of my TV with my parents, and we were, we're rooting myself like for Martin Luther King. And like, no, 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 we, we thought it was fantastic. But his teachers talk about systemic racism too. His speeches were more than. Yeah, about I have a dream. I, I I I could say I knew the family very well. He was concerned about know? the the historic uh, impact of racism. Yeah. That we've done a lot, you know, we had in the war on poverty, we've had countless programs for the last two generations, and, and, and to combat I, that, we've God. done and we've done a pretty good job. But uh, there's there's still social issues we have to address. What I find is we get systemic racism being used as sort of an alibi. We've got serious issues in. Chicago, New York, the cities—you know the situation in uh, some of our inner cities. I lived in the inner cities a couple of times in my life, and, and it, it was—it was tough. But, but if you blame systemic racism, then you've got a good alibi, and you don't have to look at some of the other aspects in the, in the local communities that are causing problems, such as condemning the snitch mentality. I think if people want to have their neighbors safe, snitch on the underdog. On the I work with the police, not against the police. If the police are harassing and terrorizing a community, then that's very difficult.
1: And it's also
4: even more difficult when you keep hearing people say that racism doesn't exist. How are you going to get more You always reason? got to get back to that definition of racism. There's the Martin Luther King definition, the common definition. Prejudging somebody by the color of their skin—he goes
1: even further yeah. about that. As well, I
4: couldn't hear that. He, he goes, he goes further than just that. Yeah. That's the problem with the people. All these We lost relatives in the Holocaust. You know. Yeah. So now talk talk now, about racism. That was sort of the ultimate, the non-plus-ultra of racism, right? And so a lot of people, a lot of people, can relate to the the pain of Being judged by your yeah, so ethnicity, but really we're out can here to do And is to uh, our that's what our I think makes, stand out, makes racism itself so uh, evil and, it's and so stupid because people. it is uh, looking at somebody and just by that appearance, judging them without
3: paying any attention to what's underneath. So basically, um, yeah. so, so we support the right to peacefully protest. It's one of the, uh, Contact to make that our
1: frequencies agreement. heard yes.
3: and yes. to be able to do that.
1: What is that? Because I know the I know about the blue, but what if <coughs> are the, the, the blue, have blue the
6: is for law <laughs> enforcement. Uh, the green is for uh, military, military and for our veterans. So, so, the red are for our awesome firefighters that are risking their lives right now. safe,
1: California.
6: This is an awesome play. Yeah.
1: So you are with for example, I've been hearing the majority of people here that there is no such thing as racism that's going on in San Luis Obispo. It's just a bunch of troublemakers that just came out and just protesting. So what is your perspective on it?
6: My perspective is um, I I believe black lives matter. I believe white lives matter I believe Native Indians' lives matter Mexican mm-hmm. lives matter everybody's life matter. Um, they have the right government to protest but they don't have the right to hijack and extort government uh, they're extorting our businesses. here
1: how are they extorting you guys know that huh no, i didn't know that how did they the business? yeah
6: they they are actually going in and saying because some of these businesses boarded up that it made them look bad and they want reparation for that and they've actually gone into different businesses and personally, and like...
1: You know what businesses, I would love to interview those people. What businesses has uh,
6: I, you know what, I'll get in touch with a couple of people and let you know because I just talked to one of them the other day and she was afraid so that's just wrong and you know if if you or i any of these people walk the freeway if any of our people um, did what they did we we'd have gotten arrested and what is it can I just
5: ask,
1: uh-huh. why is this, she
6: thinks all black
1: uh-huh. 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 and
6: no one says
1: uh-huh. the uh-huh. Well, this is a, a complicated uh-huh. question, but let's put it this way. The N word was used by majority of whites in society. And our way of reclaiming it and mitigating the harm, because that word was usually used when people of color, black, uh-huh. were mixed, harmed, raped, and all of that, <laughs> by mm-hmm. white people that, at that period of time, didn't believe that there was any the racial problems in that no, time. That's after. Not my
6: question. But the point no. is. Why is it okay for her to say that? I
1: just, I'm we're just angry. asking her. She's reclaiming that word that caused a lot of pain to them. And a lot of white people feel, have a sense of irritation and jealousy about it. And they don't really want to learn the truth about it. The truth is, we're trying to reclaim a piece of us that was lost by. Maybe people's yeah. ancestors and other people that uh, still uh, use it when they go way. into other places. Uh, and we're trying to get the power, our power back uh, using the, it. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. No. So that would be them yeah. you.
6: And, you like a Mexican-American calling themselves. I think they're getting
3: started.
6: Oh, no. That's just so disrespectful. I, I think to
5: their, to to them.
6: But,
1: but again, it's a person of color who yes. has the right to choose if it's disrespectful to them, nice them to and it isn't in their own community. That's one of the things. But thank you very much. I have. Well,
6: to I appreciate you. No problem. And everyone has a right to speak and no, have, protest. That's no America. Oh, Not yes. Just no, no, variety, no, no. no looting. Yeah. Yeah. No No Uh, no.
7: mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Like the Boston Tea
6: Party. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) right. One.
7: I say free, you say Tiana. Free. Tiana. Free. Tiana. Free. Tiana. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. My name is Curtis Briggs. I'm one of the attorneys for Tiana Arada. We're here for three reasons today. One, to respectfully ask Dan Dow to reject these charges as they've been recommended by the Slow Police Department. Just for moral reasons, but because these charges are false. All right, I'll Two, so we're,
0: not taking too much okay.
7: we're calling for the immediate termination of Deanna control police chief of Slow.
5: Yeah.
7: 3 masking asking the citizens of Slow yeah. to keep an open mind because. You're called for this jury. You're gonna to need to hear the real facts. Not what Deanna Control put out in the media. We're gonna need you to serve on this jury.
5: Yeah. Woo! I'm here.
7: Chief Control's actions are vile. They're reckless. The reason we're here today is because she retaliated against Tiana Rano, a beautiful young woman who's doing everything that we want American youth to do. (laughs) Chief Control's blunder drew national attention and put Slow in the spotlight. National controversy. Chief Control's blunder amplified demonstrations and protests. Chief Control's blunder jeopardized the peace and safety of this community. Yes,
0: that's right. Yes. Yes.
7: Chief Control's police officers deserve better than that. Yes. Instead, having slowed about money for its training, or time off, better equipment, learning how to de-escalate, pay raises. She's going to have this city spend millions of dollars litigating this case. She's robbing the taxpayers and the citizens of what they are entitled to, which is justice. Message for the citizens of SLO. I was born and raised in Southern California. This community is built on principle. SLO citizens believe in the truth. They believe in the Constitution. They believe in the principles of our founding fathers. We may disagree on politics, we may disagree on race, we may disagree on a lot of things, we might agree, we might be surprised. But what no citizen of Slow disagrees on is that no one wants this innocent young woman wrongfully convicted and going to prison. Free! Tiana! Free! Tiana! Free! Tiana! Tiana. Thank you. You're going to hear from about 10 speakers. All of them are extremely powerful. Many of them are members of this community. Business leaders, social leaders, moral leaders. Please hear them out. Thank you.
8: making it out this morning. My name is Melissa Elizalde, and I am a 20-year-old activist, student, and the campaign manager for Free Tiana Coalition. I have been an organizer in the community advocating for black and brown lives alongside my best friend, Tiana Arada. I knew that I had a responsibility to myself and all, and all the BIPOC community to be the voice of the voiceless. My whole life, I have struggled on where I fit in in society because I was systematically taught I was less than for being a Mexican woman. As I got older, it became clear, we are not living in post-racial America. Racism did not end when they told me it did in school. I began to realize that the very things I was being bullied in in school for was blatant, blatant racism ever since i became aware of the systematic and social oppression in our society i began learning how to use my voice following the death of george floyd tiana myself our friends and our supportive slow community came together to not let injustices go unseen in san luis obispo what we want to see is a community who loves and supports Each other a place where all can call home and be comfortable happy and proud of that July 21st at 4 p.m. was a beautiful day full of clear skies and a positive community coming together to demand change what the day ended was a terrifying display of police force and lasting trauma I do not wish on anyone I will never be able to explain the pain and terror that I felt However, to this day, I still have hope for our community of San Luis Obispo and a country as a whole. While I was being escorted to my car that night in a state of fear and shock, a random community member, a mother, someone I had never met before approached me. In the midst of my crying, she pulled me close and hugged me and let me know that she's there for me and will not allow this to continue. gave me hope that we can be an eye-opener and people can realize we have the power to come together and support and embrace everyone in the community. I will continue for the rest of my life to stand up for black and brown and all marginalized communities. Myself and the Free Tiana Coalition demand that all charges not be filed against Tiana Arada and any other protester arrested. Thank you.
2: My name is Rita Casaverde. I'm the chair of the SLO County Democratic Party. I don't pretend to represent every single Democrat in this county, but I am here proudly representing the party that welcomed me, a brown immigrant woman with open arms. I'm here today because of two reasons. First, this is personal. July 21st was a different day to each one of us here. For me, it was an awful day from the get-go. I've experienced racism by individuals and institutions in this county many times. So waking up to the news of Sheriff Ian Parkinson saying that he had never seen any indication of systemic racism in this county was insulting. The same day, we witnessed hateful comments towards protesters in the DA's Facebook post that evening tiana was arrested it's that level of hostility that makes it hard to be here it is also the small things for example many years ago i was at a concert and i bought my favorite sweatshirt it has the name of a song that i really like the song is called time bomb i love this sweatshirt but i'm brown i can't wear that sweatshirt it says time bomb written all over it. You might think it's silly that I'm overthinking this, but I've seen too many comments in the last couple of weeks talking about Tiana's riot t-shirt to know that I'm not overthinking it. We don't all share the same freedom, even if they're screaming about it. The second reason. Let them hear us. The second reason we're here today, we need to move forward. Look, I don't think everyone in this county is ready to have an honest conversation about race. Some even in this community, I think, will support the status quo that benefits some and prosecutes others. Yep. But I think they're the minority. I think that the majority of our county is ready to move forward and deal with temporary discomfort in order to get loud and long-lasting positive change. Yeah. Yeah. This here today, you here today, a great step forward today we are donating our voices or time to have these tough conversations and we're coming together stronger because of Tiana and because many young people who are non-conforming and that are asking for better. Slow County needs Tiana's vibrant colorful and powerful self to be freed and the Slow County Democratic Party is here to support it. I'll close my statement with a Mexican proverb. Trataron de enterrarnos. No sabían que eramos semillas. Which translates to, they tried to bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. Thank you.
9: My name is Rick Stolmeyer. I'm a Navy veteran. I wore the cloth of our nation to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, and that Constitution has enshrined in a freedom of speech, especially speech that we don't agree with. So I honor the speech here, and I honor the speech across the street. I love all of you. I'm also the founder of MindBody. My co-founders and I started a scrappy little company in my garage 20 years ago, and today it's the largest private employer on the Central Coast. I care deeply about economic opportunity and jobs and we've got a challenge here on the central coast and that challenge is entirely wrapped up in this topic. The lack of diversity in this community in addition to being a moral and ethical issue is also an economic issue for us. I'm a founding member of REACH, the regional coalition of local leaders that are striving for economic opportunity and I'm a father and a husband. Jill and I have raised four kids here in San Luis Obispo. We're committed to this community, and we plan to spend the rest of our lives here. We count among our circle of friends, people frankly on both sides of the street. We have friends, that we have a deputy sheriff who's a friend. She was one of the first responders in the POMO when that mentally ill man got out of a car and started shooting people. Those, those first responders, those CHP and deputy sheriffs saved people's lives last Friday in our community, and we owe them a debt of gratitude. Thank you, you're heroes. So what do we have in common here today? I think we all, all of us love this community and we're all worried and afraid for our future. And the events of 2020 have shaken us to our core. Who who of us could have imagined on New Year's Eve what was in store for us in this magical new roaring 20s? A pandemic wreaking havoc on our lives, a pandemic tearing apart our economy and then These horrible killings of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, bringing to surface deep systemic problems in our country. Problems that that are really uncomfortable to face, but are realities that have been here for decades and decades. I I had, as a middle-aged white dude, I had to come to the, the realization that the promise of equality, of the civil rights movement of my childhood, of Martin Luther King and John Lewis and so many other heroes, isn't done yet. They did amazing things, we've made some progress that it's not done yet. And what I see happening today, what I see in this beautiful audience, what I see with Tiana, as I see young people who are idealistic, who, who care about our future, and you know what, older folks like me, the future is theirs. This will be their country, this will be their society and their community. And I think what they stand up for is powerful, it's important, and it's precious that we have young people who are idealistic and care. That's why I'm here right now. The first time, the first time I saw a Black Lives Matter sign was when my daughters Madison and Elena, uh, 16 and 20 years old, went online on Amazon and ordered one. Okay, the thing shows up in our front door. They plant it in the front yard, and I was like, okay, um, um, Black Lives Matter? Yeah. I mean, don't all lives matter? You know? And then. I didn't really get it at first. I want to admit that to you, and then I begin to hear from, from my own children. I heard from our friends and our and the Mind Body employees. There are nine hundred Mind Body employees in this community. I listened to stories of racism and bias. I mean, firsthand subtle racism, and also much more overt racism. Stories of black people being treated as suspect or different simply because of the color of their skin. Really, in twenty twenty, I was shocked. So. When the Black Lives Matter protest started in our community, I was frankly first surprised at the level of intensity. I mean, um, really, like we have that much to be upset about here. I didn't get it because I'm not black and I'm not young. But then I remembered the first rule of parenting and that is that when your child feels what they feel is their reality, when they skin their knees and they come home and they're sobbing because uh, they hurt or somebody bullied them at school a parent doesn't tell their child no you don't hurt that's not real no we first acknowledge their pain we tend to their wounds and we help them heal and as parents we listen we show compassion we practice empathy and then we help them address the problem and so I feel that that's what needs to happen today with all of the young people here and can we just take a moment can we just take a moment if you live here On the Central Coast regardless of how you stand on the issue would you please just raise your hand as a member of this community so these are our neighbors these are our children above all we just need to listen to them and look we don't have to agree on everything yeah by the way how many people have reached out to me since I heard I was gonna be here and say have you seen those video clips Um, yeah I can't say I agree with all of it. I can't say that I think that that was all the best way to go about it, but we're all human beings, you know? And I, I put my life on the line for this country to give people the right to speak their mind even when I disagree with them, and, and the principle at work here is all the right principles. It's the principles of, of freedom, of freedom of speech, of equality and diversity. So. While I I know there are many different points of view represented here today, I believe we can all agree that we have a real problem in our country. I mean, just yesterday, a black man was shot eight times in the back by police officers while he was attempting to get into the car with his children. We don't know the facts yet, we don't know what happened, but my God, what is going on in this country? Yes, of course all lives matter, but the focus right now is there is a specific group of people in our country who have had their lives put at risk. And this isn't opinion, this is fact. The numbers support it, it's data. So, black lives matter, absolutely. Just like all of our lives matter. We're living in troubled times. How do we find our way out of this? How do we make our community, our nation, and our world a better place for our children? I don't know exactly but I think it has something to do with consciously choosing love over fear. It comes from just practicing the hard work of empathy. It's about putting down these damn devices for a few minutes and actually listening to each other and having real conversations. And it comes from assuming good intent. Let's assume that the other person is actually trying to do something good, as most people in the world are trying to do something good. Let's acknowledge their humanity and let's especially practice these things when there's issues that we disagree about. I had the honor a couple years ago of meeting Michelle Obama and she said, it is hard to hate up close. And I think in these troubled times, we all need to get a bit closer to each other. That is Jill's and my hope and prayer for San Luis Obispo and for our nation. Thank you.
10: been born and raised here on the Central Coast. That's what's up. It's been an honor and a privilege to live here my whole life aside from the four years that I spent in San Diego in college. I currently operate as a junior high youth pastor at New Life Community Church in Pismo Beach. So I'm back here on the Central Coast. Can't get rid of me very soon, I assume. I'll be here for a while. And Because I'll be here for a while that also means that you won't get rid of my voice for a while I'm also a seminary student, so when I'm not mentoring teenagers, I'm studying I'm all these things. I'm a student. I'm a leader. I'm a pastor But before I was any of that I was a black woman And I know that a lot of us here on the Central Coast like to quote Oprah, who said, San Luis Obispo is the happiest city in America. But Oprah Winfrey didn't go to high school here as a black woman in America. It's easy to paint smiles on this city when you ignore the blatant racism that young black and brown people have been experiencing since the moment they came out of the womb if they were born here, and since the moment they moved here if they're from out of town.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm a friend
10: of Tiana's, and Tiana Arada has by far become the spearhead of the movement against racism here in San Luis Obispo County. Tiana's opposers seem to enjoy to negate the trauma she's experienced at the hands of racism see people don't understand that trauma actually lives in the body so when someone experiences trauma at the hands of racism like myself or Tiana that trauma tends to express itself through panic attacks through fear through anxiety And protest is actually an extremely healthy outlet to release that trauma from our bodies. So physically marching through the streets, physically shouting with everything in our being, physically crying publicly, is a healthy, beautiful outlet of trauma. Y'all, Tiana Arada did not choose to spearhead this movement. We, the movement, chose her because we need her. Tiana's voice is not the loudest, but it's filled with purity. It's filled with honesty. It's filled with loyalty. It's filled with love. It's filled with joy. And it's also filled with the echoes of personal tragedy as a result of racism. We need her voice, and just because it challenges and disrupts and confronts our racism does not make it bad. It actually makes it an extremely healthy component of growth. Tiana does not hate the Central Coast. Tiana loves the Central Coast so much that she is dedicated day in, day out, week in, week out, month after month to the streets, speaking up for black lives on the Central Coast because she wants us to be better. not one thing has been looted and not one riot has, been, has started on the central coast is actually directly because of the precedent that Tiana set for us as a leader. So we owe her a giant thank you. Drop her charges.
11: Good morning, my name is Michael Boyer. I'm a founding director of the Diversity Coalition of San Luis Obispo County. I'm also a business owner and a community leader working every day to make San Luis Obispo a better place to live. I've run and operated businesses here in San Luis Obispo for over 20 years. I support both the business community and Black Lives Matter demonstrations. They are not mutually exclusive. We are working as a community to build an anti-racist environment. Disruption is the, is the purpose of protesting. It's a fundamental tenet of our democracy. Black people who are peacefully protesting should not be targeted by police just because they're black. By targeting and arresting the high profile black women without arresting any of the hundreds of white people You also participated in the False Imprisonment. The Slow PD has proven its role in local systemic racism. Because of this action, I am even more fearful of racial targeting. I've been pulled over 20 plus times in my life. I know what targeting is. I've fit the description way too many times. Tiana should be revered for standing up for racial justice. Her courage, her leadership, her enthusiasm will improve black lives in the future. Tiana is fighting for our freedom. She is fighting for all of us, all Americans. Tiana is is an American patriot. As another American hero, Fannie Lou Hamer, once said, nobody is free until everybody is free.
5: Tiana.
12: All right. Before I start my speech, I want to say something to you that I say to my kids all the time. If you're making change, you're going to have opposition. I want to thank those protesters over there on the corner for showing that we're making change. My name is Jen Ford. I am a co-founder of Women's March San Luis Obispo. And I'm a mother of two young women who have been raised in San Luis Obispo County. My daughter, Alexa, who's here, is an activist. She has led protesters on her school campus and in her community. As a mother, I have my fears about her safety and her well-being, both in her activism work and in her daily life. Yet I know that unlike Tiana and her mother, there's a long list of worries we never have to think about. We live in the same community, yet we live completely in different worlds.
11: here for part two of the press conference for Tiana Arada in that, San Luis Obispo. We have some counter processors oh here.
13: All right, what up, y'all? My name is Kendrick Sampson. I'm an actor, I'm an activist, co-founder of Build Power. I've been rolling with Black Lives Matter Los Angeles for about five years now.
11: I'm all good, I'm all good, thank you.
13: Um, I wanna be clear here that the system Is corrupt and our goal is to abolish this system of slave-catching that is policing. Policing is the legacy of slave-catching. If you didn't know now you know. We're here to abolish the legacy of slave-catching. But while it's still here demand you take your oppressive hands off our sister. Right now, white supremacy over there and all over is holding on by tooth and nail. We see you trying to protect and hoard and hold on to the resources that you looted and stole from our people and indigenous people. You see us demanding justice, you see us continue to win, and you are doing everything you can to prevent us from achieving our goal of true liberation. So we have to protect each other now more than ever, and we will. We stand in radical, loving community and sacrifice time, resources, and energy we take extreme measures to stand with, encourage, heal, and protect one another. And that's why I'm here in slow right now, yeah. on indigenous Chumas and Solomon land today, yeah. to use my privilege and our platform to keep winning, to keep protecting, to keep healing. Dan Dow, you've let this go on for too Reject these charges. Yeah. Slow police, police chief, and those in this town that support these charges, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. You are on the wrong side of history. Yeah. You are on the side of the slave catcher. Yeah. You are on the side that will lose. Yeah. Yeah. Tiana. Excessive charges are nothing new. This is an old tactic that they've used on many li- liberators before you, including Dr. Malina Abdullah. Yep. Same, he- some here with us today. The oppressor criminalizes. Get this, uh, you know, because it's a little wordy. The oppressor criminalizes the liberator, so that the oppressor can look like the liberator when they lock us up. A wolf in sheep's clothing. You stand in the vein of many liberators and these ancestors are here with you today and they are walking with you every day and they are proud of you. Sometimes It's not enough to say we're with you. Sometimes we gotta pull up. And show others we mean business. And that's why we are here today. Thank you, Tiana. Thank you for your love for us, for taking a strong stance against the legacy of slave catching and oppression. Thank you for your sacrifice for us. We will continue to fight with you. We will continue to win. As we say, when we fight, we win. When we fight, we, we, win. When we, fight, we when win. When we fight, we win. When we fight, we, we win. Black lives. say thank you Tiana
14: About Black Lives Matter. Across the street, there are counter protesters who are willing to use racism as a tool for their hate. Across the street, there are protesters who have shown up only to sow the sickness called racism. And right here, in this crowd, behind me, and in front of me. We are the people who believe in Black Lives Matter. We are the people who believe in the healing of black communities. We are the people who believe black people deserve not just to survive, for our rights, for our freedom, and our self-determination. People like Dr. King and Fannie Lou Hamer and Ella Baker and John Lewis and Diane Nash all risk their lives for black people. All risk their lives for this country. All risk their lives for so-called American democracy. Tiana Arada. She is a part of that legacy. A legacy of young black people who have taken to the streets to make sure that this place, this place that we call the United States of America sees us, believes us, and ensures our freedom. Tiana took to the streets to create peace, and justice, and she has been met with criminaliz- criminalization. This town, Dan Dow. we are calling on you to reject these charges. We are calling on you to show up for black lives. We are calling on you to leave those counter-protesters in the dust. Tiana Arada deserves our praise. Tiana Arada deserves our praise. Tiana Arada deserves our praise. Not a threat to be in prison. Not a threat to be in a jail cell. Not handcuffs. Not badges. She deserves praise San Luis Obispo do not let her down do not let black people down in this city and in this county make sure she is free make sure that these charges are rejected and if they dare to take this to trial bodies on the line because that is what Tiana has done for us that is what she has done for us and we're going to shout this chant and prayer that we end all of our protests off we're going to chant this so the counter protesters can hear us we're going to chant this so Dan Dow who's out of town Can hear us, so Deanna Cantrell can hear us, so your sheriff can hear us. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. It's our duty to win. We must love each other and support. for our freedom it is our duty to win it is our duty to win we must love each other and support each other we must like each other and support each other we have nothing to lose but our chains one more time yo it is our duty to fight for our, freedom. It is our duty to fight for freedom it is our duty to win it, it is our duty, win. It our duty to win we must love each other and support each other we must fight we each fight other, and and we we must fight other and support each other we
7: We are wrapping up at this time on behalf of everyone, thank you very much for turning out.
6: Yeah!
7: Uh, We are winning this fight. But this is just the beginning. If Dan Dow files any charges whatsoever against Tiana, we need to amplify this by 10. We need to build momentum. We may be in trial within three months during times of COVID, when we won't get a broad jury poll. Who will show up to jury duty during COVID? People across the street. So we need you. We need you to show up to jury duty. We need you to register to vote. We need you to talk about this with your neighbors.
1: and rally spirit uh, of joy and I have a fly on my arm <laughs> and I'm here and with the illustrious Dr. Malina Abdullah she is uh, a proponent of Black Mind she's one of the co-founders and I wanted to get her perspective on the events that have transpired and what her uh, insight is on this situation so thank you very much for your time she's a very busy lady um, I've been following your career extensively and particularly uh, demanding uh, equitably to be uh, as the professor at the school that Overlook your talents and your skills that, and the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dr. Abdullah, what's your insights on the matter here?
15: Sure, so what our sister Tiana is facing is what happens anytime black people stand up for freedom, stand up for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? That it's a struggle, right? We don't just call it a struggle in theory, it is a struggle in practice, right? So when we're saying we need to chant down, we need to topple these systems of injustice, that system tries to dig its heels in, and so what they've done, as Tiana Arada has fought for freedom for black people and demanded that Black Lives Matter all over the country, but also here in San Luis Obispo, is she is facing the charges that come from the state that she is challenging. We're saying she's not going to face those charges alone. And for me, it's especially important. Last year, people in Los Angeles will remember that I faced um, eight felony, eight misdemeanor counts that could have cost me three and a half years in jail. What won for me is that hundreds of people continued to show up, and the district attorney, the city attorney, was forced to drop those charges in Los Angeles. The district attorney here in San Luis Obispo, we're demanding that he also drop the charges against Tiana Arada. And we're saying we're going to continue to stand with her, we're going to continue to
1: show up. Uh, I noticed what my, again, this, I noticed like the MAGA, the Make America Great, or the Trump supporters over there, they were trying to drown out, but fortunately, you guys were overwhelmingly with support, uh, trying to drown out their perspective. Why? What is the divide? Because I've interviewed them. They honestly don't believe that there's any racial problems here.
15: Right. I don't know if they honestly believe that there's no racial problems here. They are the racial problem, right? <laughs> so it's really important that we call them for what they are. They are white supremacists. <laughs> there are people who believe in anti-blackness and ascribe oh to anti-blackness. Any time someone is saying a 20-year-old young woman deserves to be imprisoned for raising her voice. They are hateful. They are white supremacists. And so it's important to call them for what they are. Um, And they're also pitiful. There's like, this is their town, and they couldn't muster more than a dozen or so folks. You know, we got more than that on the bus from LA. So we're not worried about them. We will drown them out and we'll beat them. We'll make sure Tiana's free.
1: What is, uh, also one of the things I noticed too is I, I, I have a theory, and I don't know if this is true, but I also think that it was an idea for them to threaten the newer protests that if we attack Tiana, the other people won't protest. But that doesn't seem like that was successful. Do you think that was a possibility?
15: Absolutely. I had a part in my speech that I oh. didn't say because I recognized we were in San Luis Obispo.
1: <laughs> I just that
15: to... if you think about the Nat Turner Rebellion. Oh
1: yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah.
15: August 21st, 1831. Yeah. yeah. The most successful rebellion of enslaved people in this country. Mm-hmm. When they finally caught Matt Turner, they put his head on a stake. (laughs) And that was meant to be a deterrent against all other folks who had been enslaved to deter them from rising up. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is figuratively putting Tiana's head on a stake. They're saying, if you dare stand up, we will prosecute you. Here's the thing, we're not gonna be deterred. Mm -hmm. We are the descendants of Harriet Tubman, Mm -hmm. who said, you know, whatever it takes, we're gonna win. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes, we're gonna win. And we're gonna also make sure that Tiana's head is not staked. We're gonna flank her, we're gonna surround her, and we're gonna demand her freedom.
1: I also want one last question, and I wanted to ask this because here's the thing that we deal with within uh, unfortunate communities, and that's just the respectability politics and that's that saying is that we should protest according to the oppressive ideas of protest. What are your thoughts on that?
15: absolutely not. I mean, you're from LA, you yeah, know yeah. how I get there. Yeah, no, The master's tools will never dismantle as the master's house, yeah, right? Exactly. And so it's really important that we use every single tool in our toolbox. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, we have to vote Jackie Lacey out in November. Oh, yeah. Right? We have to vote. We mm-hmm. have to pass bills. We have to pass AB 731, the police decertification bill that was written in the name and in honor of Kenneth Ross Jr. Mm-hmm. However, that's not all we can do. Right? We have to be in these streets. We have to shut it down. We have to remember what Tiana said. If she don't get no justice, they don't get no peace, exactly. Right? And so we're going to continue to use every single tool in our toolbox to get justice in the name of Tiana but also in all of our names.
1: And most importantly, Jacob Blake too, who was just checking on his kids and he's paralyzed from the waist down. That's one of the, and this is currently what is going on. This is one of the reasons why we need to be constantly having Particularly, our foot on their backs to make sure that they understand that we're not going anywhere
15: right in the name of jacob blake and also in los angeles there's another father of three anthony mclean whose life was stolen about a week ago yes. right so oftentimes in los angeles we're standing up for folks around the country but los angeles kills more people los angeles county um Law enforcement kills more people than any other set of law enforcement units in the country. And so we can't afford to just say Jacob Blake. We have to also say Anthony McClain. We also have to say Kenneth Ross Jr. We have to say Keisha Michael, whose twin sister was on the bus with us um, to come up here today. So it's really important that we think about what's happening around the world, but also what's happening locally.
1: Well, very well said. Thank you very much, Dr. Dr. Abdullah. This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding.